Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. I think you guys did a great job. I was so impressed to see you guys. I also have to say, I didn't know there were motions to this. Uh, Peter McClung was doing all the motions I saw from the back. I threw it to the song. I, uh, I think maybe there's an inner uh, children's ministry leader in him. Uh, so <laughs> maybe. Um, my name's Chris. I'm pastor here, and um, it's good to be with you guys this morning. And as you know, today's going to be different. Um, it's the fifth Sunday of the month, and during the fifth Sundays, we're going to be doing, well, a different sort of service. One, we're going to have the kids in here um, uh, so the children can worship with us because we believe in age-appropriate spiritual teaching. That's why we have children's programs and youth programs and stuff like that. But it's important for all of us to gather together, um, all ages, um, to learn from each other, to encourage one another, because children aren't just junior members of our, uh, of our church, right? They're not junior members of the body of Christ. Uh, the Holy Spirit's working in their lives too, in just as profound ways as they're working in our lives. And, uh, and we can all learn from that. And second, during these fifth Sundays, what we're gonna do is this uh, kind of special sermon series, right? So they're gonna be very far separated and we're gonna be looking at different parts of a church service, like, or, or Christian life, and just explaining it. Like, why do we do this? What is this for? And so this Sunday, since it's our first one, we're going to go big. And we're just going to talk about church. Church in general. And um, because this is big, I'm going to use... I was trying to figure out, like, how am I going to explain everything that church is? And so I decided to use something that I used in school. Um, I'm going to use the five W's and one H. Does anybody remember what those are? Yes, can somebody tell me what they are? Yes, go ahead. Yes, excellent, Karen. Uh, yeah, the who, what, when, where, why, how. Um, and so that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna look at church and answer those. So first, Who's the church? Who is it for? Now, um, so there's lots of things that we mean when we say the church. The church is all Christians, both alive and those that have died, from all over the world, from um, every denomination, everybody that confesses that Christ is Lord and tries to follow him. That's the church. Um, sometimes you say the church capital C, right? Because it's the big church. But the church is also like the local gathering of believers. Okay, the people here, together, all right, that we worship. But in short, um, what it's for, it's, it's, it's all of us that gather to worship, and um, we'll go over what worship is some other fifth Sunday, but, um, but in short, worship is just uh, kind of acknowledging God and being in God's presence together. So the church is for anyone, anyone that is interested in trying to learn, follow, and worship the triune God, right? God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Now, I didn't say anything about being good. I didn't say anything about knowing things. It's not about those things. That's not what who the church is for. The church is for everybody who wants to to find out more, that wants to learn. It's about people coming together to try to follow God. And oh, my slide stopped working. But the uh, I have a scripture for this. And this is a scripture you might have heard. This is kind of the, the scripture usually that's given for church. And that's Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up the habit of meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Okay? The church is for all of us to, to meet together. Now, the next W is what? What does the church do? All right. Now, this is, this is big. This is our local church. This is what our local church does. The church is a gathering where people come together to use their spiritual gifts, and everybody has spiritual gifts, and to use spiritual practices together to be shaped into the people of God together. To be shaped into the people of God. It's, the church is where we learn how to become one people. Okay? All of us. We learn how to be one people together. Because we all come from different backgrounds. And some of us are, we're, we're all different colors. And we're different genders. And we come from different families. And we come from different places. And we all have different gifts and talents. Alright? So we're all from all these different places. But God uses all of these differences to make us one people, okay? So we're one church, one people of God, okay? That's what the church does, ultimately. That's, that's the ultimate purpose of the church, is for us to be formed and shaped into becoming one people. Because God uses, God uses people, all right? God uses his church, and we're going to get more to that later. But, um, and so... And each of these W's has a, has a verse with it, or two. Um, this is Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is being joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirits. God is joining us together, joining all of us together so that he can be his people to create this place where God dwells. God's not trying to get us to all lose our differences and all become the same because God loves variety. But we have to learn how to be one people together. And that's what happens at church. We learn how to do that. It's hard to learn how to be one people if you're not together. Okay? If you're always just out doing your own thing. So you never have to learn how to get along with other people. You never learn how to be shaped by other people. So we learn how to do it together. Okay. Now, I'm going to combine the next two. Because they go really well together. When and where is the church? Now, um... In the Old Testament, 
uh, the Lord dwelt in the tabernacle, right? The special place where God was with his people and, you know, is in the temple and people would go there to worship and make their offerings and they'd be in the presence of God. But because of Jesus, God in flesh, and that's something maybe we'll talk about in another Sunday because there's so many things to talk about. Um, God's special presence isn't tied to a temple or, or a tabernacle or an ark. Um, God's special special presence, right, because God's everywhere, but he does have a special presence, is in his people, in his people, in you, in everybody that, that confesses that Christ is Lord. And so the church is whenever and wherever people are gathered to follow Christ. That's when the church is, right? That's Matthew 18, 3, for when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Now, we meet on Sundays as a group, because it's important for us to be shaped together as one people. Uh, but sometimes we meet at other times and other, other days, right? Youth group is church too, okay? So in youth group, you're learning more and you're trying to learn how to be, be one people there. Now, you're learning in your age, and that's important um, to kind of learn how to get along with people your own age, but you also want to learn how to get along with us and to be shaped like us. And our Bible studies that we have, those are church. Small groups, those are church. And we also call this building church. Um, and we call this building a church because this is where people have come together. And they've pulled their money and their time and their talents to create a place where we could gather more easily. All right. In the old days, people used to, to meet in their homes. Um, but people used often, there were people, they had a little bit bigger homes. They had courtyards sometimes. They'd gather all there. But, um, so it's, it's just a place where we can gather. And this building, it's important because um, it ties together people from the past, okay? If we, um, I think Pastor Christie a long time, not a long time ago, but a couple months ago, gave a, a great sermon where she kind of talked about the history of this church and the people that, that helped build this church. And so it ties together. This building ties together people from the past, people from now, and then hopefully people from the future. And it's a place where most of us have chosen to be formed. Most of us have chosen to be shaped um, and formed into God's people, like in a place like in this place. And so we try to honor this building. We try to take care of it. And we respect it. It is special. Uh, people have been changed here. And so we honor this place as special because of what it represents. Lives have been changed here. That, that makes it special. Um, so... Uh, that's one of the reasons, too, sometimes you say no running and jumping in the sanctuary. Um, because a lot of important, even maybe sacred, holy stuff has happened here. Um, and, you know, we also want to respect our elders and, and other things, but part of it's just respecting the place. Um, because what it means to so many people. Like even uh, this, this is this pulpit. I was actually talking to... Uh, to some people, I was like, I think I maybe I want to get rid of this pulpit. Um, this is kind of old-fashioned. I don't know if I like this. It's very, it's not very modern. Maybe I want something different, um, something newer. And I was talking about it. And sometimes I even like push it to the side. I don't know if you guys know that. Some Sundays I push it to the side and I'll just use one of these to preach. And I like that. But you know what? Somebody who goes to church here, husband made that. And so it's kind of special, okay? Um, 
this, we put our communion elements here, this altar, right? We put, this is where we put the grape juice, the bread. And so th this is special. Okay, it's kind of like your stuffy. How many of you have a stuffy? Yeah, yeah, it's something special, right? You love it, you like it. It's not because it's magic, but it means something to you. It's places, it's, it's something you've kind of put a lot of love in. It's gone with you through things. It's been there for you for things. And that's kind of what this building is. Now, if this building were to catch on fire and burn all up, well, we just start someplace else or some, we just do something else. Um, if there was an earthquake, we'd rebuild. And it'd be sad because, oh, it's not the same building. Things will be different. Um, but it's just a building, right? So you guys can see how it can be two different things. It can be, oh yeah, it's just the building and it's special, right? Just like your stuffy. Oh, it's just some fabric and a toy, but it's kind of special because you love it. And it's, and you've made, you've made it special. And that's what this, this building is. It's just kind of a place that we make special because we love it and we love each other. And so we try to respect it. But ultimately the church is just the, where God's people gather. All right, and now the last, the last, the last W, okay? Why does God want a church? Why does God want a church? Well, because God wants to use us. God wants to use you. Um, that, this is Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. So this is a little bit longer. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. For above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is evoked, not only in the name of the present age, but the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything, for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So what this says is the church is Christ's body. The church is Christ's body. Okay? And this is a metaphor. Do you know what a metaphor is? Can somebody give me a definition of a metaphor? I mean, I, I used to be an English teacher, so I, I want to say what it is. But I wanted to give somebody else... A, an opportunity? Do you know? No? A metaphor is a comparison between two unlike things. Okay? So, um, so the church, right? The church and one body. Okay? The church is like a body and Jesus is the head of that body. Okay? And the church, like the body, like a body, it follows the head doing all the things that the head tells it to do. All right? The church does the things that the head tells it to do. And the church is how God, according to um, Ephesians, it's how, how Christ exerts his, exerts how God practices his rule on earth. So when we gather together to be formed into God's people, which all together is Christ's body, we do this so Christ can rule over this earth because we believe that this is 
this is God's kingdom, right? The kingdom of God is here. That's what Jesus always declared. The kingdom of God is here. And to be clear, Jesus doesn't rule by being bossy. Um, he, be, he rules through his love. He rules generously, kind, helping, healing, restoring, rebuilding. He doesn't rule by violence or force. He rules through his love. And we, his people, okay, everybody that calls Jesus Lord, so, are how he chooses to do that. Uh, the church is how God's demonstrating his love and care for this world. Okay? Now, the church doesn't always do a good job at that. We don't always do a good job at that. We keep trying. We try over and over again, right? Um, sometimes we make mistakes. What do you do when you make a mistake? You, you stop. You recognize, oh, I made a mistake. You apologize. Then you try to fix it. Okay? When we hurt someone, and sometimes the church hurts people, we should stop, apologize, see how we can make things right, and then keep going, and then keep going. We keep on being Christ's body on earth. We keep on working. That's what we do. That's what the church should do. And finally, the last H. How does the church become the people of God? Because being a Christian is about becoming a people, and you can't do that by yourself, like I said. All right? You need other people around. You need other people around. Now, does, does that mean you don't know God if you don't go to the church? Of course not. That's not what, it's saying, what I'm saying. But I would say that unless you learn how to become part of the body of Christ, you're going to grow up not quite right. Right? So, you know, people sand the edges off of each other. We learn how to, we rub up against each other, and that causes heat. So sometimes it means arguments, but it also makes them fit together better. Um, we need other people. And I didn't put scripture with this one because I had a whole bunch. And I'm actually trying to keep this short because um, after the service, we're going to have coffee and donuts and talk with one another because yes <laughs> um lukewarm coffee because um the coffee we don't have water um and stuff so i got coffee and they're sitting there getting the more i talk the colder it gets so just so you guys know um but how do we become the people of god one we just actually gather together right because if god's temple Right? God's temple is in his people. When we're around one another, we're shown God. Right? We're shown God to one another. So we gather together to experience his presence together. We gather together to worship, to acknowledge who God is. We gather together to eat. Eating is a very important part. It's how you live. Okay? Um, so we gather together to eat, to take communion. To remind ourselves, wow, this is our real food. Christ is how we really have life. And, you know, we gather together. I think, you know, potlucks and all those types of things. And hopefully in the future, maybe we can make our fifth Sundays potluck Sundays again or something. Um, because I miss having potlucks. But for right now, we're just not doing that. But we're going to be doing it again sometime. So, how does God make us one people? He makes us one people by sharing with one another. 
by sharing with one another, by giving what we have to somebody else. Okay, and, we, and some of that gets done formally. You guys do the tithes and offerings, and you know we 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 do stuff. Um, you know, some benevolent stuff. We 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 help things. Um, we pay for the upkeep, right? We share our resources to pay for the building and um, for me and other things. But we also just get to know one another. And you hear like, ah, oh, my car broke down. Oh well, I I yeah. Well, I can help with that. I I know how to work on a car. You know. So we just know one each other, one another. And sometimes whenever we don't get to know one another, sometimes we try to create things to help us know one another better. But ideally, we just talk to each other and find out what we need. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm a little lonely. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Hey, well, why don't we just get coffee? We can talk about that. Okay. But that means you have to actually say what you need sometimes. And then you have to be willing to say, yeah, I'll share with you. I'll share my time with you. I'll share my money with you. I'll share my stuff with you. So sharing with one another. And then we get, we're formed by serving one another. By serving one another. By using our gifts to help one another. Okay? You are given a spiritual gift. And that's a whole other set of sermons. Um, so we could use like 1 Corinthians 12, which is right before this 1 Corinthians 13. They kind of talks about all sorts of gifts that kind of go together, but you're given gifts to help build up the church, to help support the church. All of us are. And so, and part of being a church is to help us have a place to use those gifts and to help us recognize that we have the gift. Sometimes we can do things that we don't know we can do because it's kind of normal for us. And somebody else has to say, wow, you're really good at that. So we need to be really good at that together. And we become the body of Christ by being Christ's presence in the community. Sorry, by being Christ's presence in the city, by helping people in the city, um, by teaching people in the city, you know, telling them about God, um, sharing our faith, by sharing what we have with other people, not, not just part of this church, but other people outside, by inviting them into our homes, you know, like come over for have dinner, inviting them to come to church, and that's, those are the, some, of the, some of the ways about how God makes us one people. Okay? Because God wants us to all be one people together with him. And that is church in a nutshell. There's a lot more. Honestly, there's a lot more about everything. But trying to keep it short. But does anybody have any questions? I remember last time I asked this, I was asked a really hard question on the spot. Um, about women in ministry, and it took a, I was like, well, uh, and I stammered out an answer, but does anybody have any questions about being a church or faith in God in general? That's easy that I can answer in front of everybody. Okay. Let's pray. Holy Father, um, we love you, and we thank you that we get to be a that we get to be a church together, that you invite us to be part of your body, Lord. And thank you for shaping us and making us um, part of um, who you are by giving us your spirit um, and dwelling in us and that uh, we can encourage and love and care for one another. 
And so we pray that throughout the rest of the service, um, that we remember who you are and that we may acknowledge in our hearts that we are in your presence and that this, this is holy ground because you are here. In Christ's name, amen.